Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. All right, so so kids, I have, um, what we're going to do is there is a little special little trinket toy that... Um, that I'm going to have you find. So it's somewhere in this room. It's not here and back because that's like off limits, if you know what I mean. But it's in this area, and I want you to find it. All right, so so I'll show you. So girls, it's going to be the green, and you're going to, it's from this side of the, the camera all the way to that side. And the guys, this is what you guys are looking for. All right, so are you guys ready? All right, go find it. All right, so as they're finding it, I want you guys to see and observe what they're doing. Because like I said, it's really a part of... All right, so Erin was the lucky gal to help hide these things. And hopefully she didn't hide them. So Erin, as you were hiding them... Were you excited about hiding? Like, did you, did you? Oh, no. Okay. Did the girls, okay, the girls found theirs. All right. Girls, do you want to help the guys find theirs? All right, Aaron, can you give them any hints? No? I think, are they getting warmer? Okay, you're getting warmer, kids. I don't think it's by the merchandise. Is it by the, uh, you found it? Yay! Awesome! All right, so I'm going to take those back because that's not your prize. Oh, wait, did you find it? Well, they found it. That's for sure. Thank you, guys. And there's going to be a prize that's awaiting for you in your room. Yay! All right, so you're dismissed, but they're already gone. All right, so the message that I'm going to talk to you guys today about is called SEEK, S-E-E-K. And so whenever you hear the word SEEK, what is your first feeling? You know, let's say you lost your keys or you lost your phone. I heard or I read somewhere that if you lose your phone, it's almost like dying. I, I haven't experienced the latter, but, um, but yeah, that's pretty serious. Uh, and what about losing or seeking or trying to find your child? Yeah. There's a story that I can share. Um, I don't know where I was at. My mother lost me in the store, and I was a little kid. And I found my way to the customer service desk, and what did I say? Uh, you weren't there, but... My name is Rebecca, and I am lost. <laughs> so in the... I was two years old. So in the moment of being lost, my mother uh, was probably, I'm hoping you're seeking me out. Okay, good. I, I guess I should have clarified that first. 
Uh, so when you think about losing things like that, you are seeking to find something. And so you, in that moment, there's anxiety, there's worry, there's fear. What if I can't find it? All of that kind of stuff. And it's not a very fun feeling at all. And so we normally associate seeking with negative emotions. And so just like we saw with the kids uh, they were trying to find the little toy that I had them look for. They weren't going around all frustrated and worried and anxious. And, oh, my gosh, they were laughing and giggling and, you know, camaraderie looking for it. And so that's the type of seeking that I'm even going to be talking about later on today. So that's kind of put in the back of your mind for a little bit later. Uh, and so there are different parts of seeking that I'm going to talk to you about. Uh, the first part is Jesus came with a mission, a purpose, and a focus. And so John 3.16, we hear that quite a bit, and we can say it in our sleep, but I love 16 and 17 together. And it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And so John 3.16, that's the why. I mean, you think about the worship service today and God of miracles, and he is a God that has come to, see, to save. And the worship was honestly bringing, this is a continuation of our worship. And so this is the why God came, or Jesus, God sent his son to come and to find us. Because why? He loves us so much. So you think about it. He loves us so much that he gave. It was very much a selfless act. He gave the very best that he had, his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. I cannot even imagine the intensity of that love that he has for us. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. And it's neat how it's in the scripture verse about why God did not send his son, because you know what? A lot of times condemn is an action expressed complete disapproval of typically in public, which is not fun when you're disapproved in public, sentence someone to a particular punishment, especially death, officially declared to be unfit for use, prove or show guilt. So a lot of times the enemy wants us to feel condemned. He wants us to feel ashamed, full of guilt, full of, full of um, uh, a shame and, and worthlessness. And God did not send his son to condemn us. But what did he do? He came to save us. And so save is also a verb. So whenever it's a verb, it's an action. There's action involved. So Jesus came to rescue from danger, prevent someone from dying, preserve a person's soul from damnation, keep someone in health. And so we automatically think of this scripture verse and we, we think, okay, God sent his son 
to die on the cross for our sins so that we don't have to burn in hell and, and have damnation for the rest of our lives. That's what we think about. But let me share with you the Greek word for save, and it says pro, from a primary SOS. And we all know what an SOS is. And so literally in heaven, God is hearing an SOS because we are, are needing to be saved. And so Jesus came to save us, to deliver or protect literally or figuratively. How many of you, God literally saved your life? Yes. So this is a part of the promise that we have. Jesus came to save us, literally and figuratively. Heal, preserve, save, be, or make whole. So in that word, there's two parts to it. The first one is Jesus came to save us from damnation, perishing, to now we have eternal life. And then the second thing is to save us from suffering, from disease, to make well, to heal, to restore, to health. So whenever you think about John 3, 16, think about 17 as well. That The reason, I'm spitting now. The reason, oh, it must be fire preaching. I'm spitting everywhere. So the reason God came is because he loved us so much. He gave his very best, Jesus Christ, to come and die on the cross. Not so that, so that we don't have a separation from him forever, that we have that eternal life. But we also are healed whole, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, in every area. You think whole, there's nothing lacking. You think a whole piece of a pie, if something's missing, even a bite, it's not a whole piece of pie. Why am I talking about food? I have no idea. All right, so Luke 19.10, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. So we know what the word save means, but let me share with you the word seek. It is also an action verb. It is, the Greek is to seek in order to find. So if you seek with no intention of finding what you are looking for, does that defeat the purpose of seeking for it in the first place? Yes. Unless you just are bored, really bored, and you're like, let me try to find something that I don't care about looking for. So uh, you seek in order to find. If you lose your keys, you lose your phone, you lose your kid, you are seeking to find them. If, if you... Um, if you lose something else, you or even the kids, they were seeking to find the object that I had them uh, looking for. So the Son of Man came to seek us, not just to seek, but to seek to find us. His intention was to find us and to save us. And that same word, save, is the same Greek word that we just read in John 3, 17, that God came, Jesus came to not condemn, but to save through him. And so look at that parallel. It's the same Greek word to, to literally seek to find and to save, to bring wholeness to us. So Jesus' relentless, active pursuit to find, save, and make whole, and he hasn't stopped either. It, it was finished at the cross, but he is still pursuing us. 
He is still seeking to find us to save and make us whole. It's already done at the cross, but there's still that continuous pursuit. All right, so that's the part one. Part two is the enemy has a mission, a purpose, and a focus as well. 1 Peter 5, 8 in the Amplified says, Be sober, well-balanced and disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. The enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. I had to laugh at this scripture verse because I was reading it, and we had to have a clarification. The enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. So Jesus is clarifying to us that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Our enemy is not people. It is the devil. Now, people can partner with the enemy, but that's not what this message is about. (laughs) But we're not going to go there. Uh, And so let's look at this scripture again in a little bit more detail. Be sober, well-balanced and disciplined, And the Greek word for sober is calm, collected in spirit, and to watch. So think about that. So be calm, but be watchful. Be alert and cautious at all times. The King James Version says be vigilant. And that Greek word is also watch, give strict attention to, be cautious, active. Because the enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking whom he may devour. And so the word seek in there, see? It's good my message is called seek. So the word seek in there is the same Greek word that we just saw in Luke 19.10. And it means to seek, to find. So just like Jesus came to seek to find the enemy is here to seek what to destroy to find to destroy and devour and devour the greek word for that is to swallow up and destroy and so destroy cannot just mean physically but it is also emotionally our vision our purpose our identity even if we make a, an unspoken alliance with the enemy and say, oh, I don't mess with you, you don't mess with me, you are not fulfilling your purpose. You're not, you're not whole and full and excited and loving life. And, and so in that way, the enemy wants to devour you. Not, I mean, he'd like to take us out totally, but if, if it's even just the smallest little bit of, of, of taking away our passion for life or, or taking away our, our purpose and not knowing, you know, what that next step is. And sometimes we don't know what the next step is, but not even desiring to pursue it. You know, the enemy wants to do anything and everything that he can to devour us. So the enemy of our or yours the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. And the word like is in the manner of. So we know who in the Bible is also referred to as a lion. Who's that? Good. You got it. It was not a true question, I promise. 
Yes, Jesus. Revelation 5.5, Christ is also known as the Lion of Judah. Satan is a counterfeit of Jesus. Jesus is the real deal. And so Satan literally cannot, he's not creative. He is here to lure people for the sole purpose of destruction, to steal, to kill, to destroy. And so it's kind of like... Yeah, I didn't think I put it up there. It's kind of like, and when I was putting this message together, I'm like, oh my goodness, should I share it? I'm like, sure, why not? So it's kind of like a pedophile, okay? They're not going to come up, come to me, I'm going to grab you and take you away, and you'll never see your parents again. Ah, The kids would run away. They come and lure the kid with candy, with sweet talking, with getting on their level, you know, all for the purpose of destruction. That's the same thing with the enemy. He's not going to, if he comes to you all gross and nasty and his true self, and he's probably like this little bitty thing, you know, uh, we're going to be like, dude, get out of here you know, uh, but he likes to camouflage himself like something, okay? He's not the creator. He cannot create. He can only counterfeit what the creator has already created. So I want to show you a picture of a lion. These are pictures of a lion charging after a cameraman, These photos are what he took prior to entering the safety of his vehicle. I would not put myself in that position, but more power to him. He's like, oh, that looks like a good photo shoot. All right, I'm going to go to my car. So, but I wanted you to see the intensity of this lion. He was focused, or she, I don't know if it's a male or a female. Whoa, how, how do you guys know? Oh, they have the main. Okay. All right. You know, you all learn something every day. So there's intensity. There's a sole purpose of destroying that cameraman. Okay. And so I wanted you to get a visual picture of what the enemy is like. He is like seeking to find, to devour. And so there, in all honesty, I think uh, Jesus, the line of Judah, also can look like that. But he is going after the enemy and saying, enough is enough. Uh, I think we've seen in this body Jesus looking like that, going after the enemy and saying, enough is enough. I'm devouring you, devil. And so the enemy wants to devour us, to destroy us, to bury us. However, he did not realize that we are a seed. And we grow and we reproduce. Just like, he, he's so stupid, he does not learn his lesson. He devoured Jesus, he thought he won. You know, Jesus died on the cross, ends up, you know, destroying the devil, taking the keys, you know, and now we have Christians, and what's another name? A Christian means little Christ. So Jesus was buried, was raised again, and now we have multiplied, and we keep multiplying, and so the enemy doesn't learn his lesson. So seek to find, okay? Jesus had that mission. The enemy has his mission, and we have our part as well, and yes, we do have a part in all of this. Matthew six thirty three, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, And all these things shall be added unto you. 
So seeking first. So first, I don't have to put up a definition. You know what first means. It's not second or third. It's first, like first place. So seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. So righteousness is being in right standing with the Father, you know, being in right alignment. And being righteous and in right standing with with God is very crucial because if you think about it, if we're walking in a straight line, and let's say I'm just a little bit catty-cornered to the left, I'm still walking in a straight line. But if I'm not course-directed back in alignment, our part, we're going to part to, we're going to be so far apart that we can't get back together, if you know what I'm saying. So basically, when, when we start to veer off, we want to be in right standing, so he pushes us back. And so it's very important to be in right standing with him. So seeking first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And the word seek in there is also the same Greek word. Are you seeing a pattern here? So we're seeking with the intention to find him. And so... It's not from a place of, oh my goodness, where is Jesus? Is he under this tablet? Is he under your foot? Oh no, the devil's under there. Okay, no. Where, where's Jesus? Oh my gosh, I can't find Jesus. No, it is from a place of what you saw the kids doing when they were trying to find the little toys. They were laughing, giggling when they found it. They were sharing with each other, this is where I found the toy. And they're laughing and smiling and enjoying themselves. And, and even on the other side of the process, you didn't see this part. I asked Aaron to to hide the toys, and she was so funny. She's, like, in the back, and she's like. <laughs> she was having so much fun just hiding the toys. And so, so seeking is from a place of peace. And so let me, so we just, I'm going to read it again. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So it's not a place of being frantic, but it's a place of peace. And I will share with you the whole picture in Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Good, I'm glad you're shaking your heads. Yes. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? Is he talking to women there? Keep saying clothes. Why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and gone tomorrow, is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe yourself? Oh, you of little faith. 
So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? And honestly, those were very important things back in, back in the day. Uh, because the hierarchy of needs, the baseline, the most important thing of our hierarchy of needs is clothes, shelter, food, water. And so he was literally telling them from their need core value, don't even worry about it. I've got you. And so it's, they didn't have Walmart down the street or, you know, uh, pay less for shoes or whatever, wherever you like to shop. All right. So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. That's kind of funny, too. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's going to come tomorrow. So, uh, so looking at it at the bigger picture, isn't that kind of cool? We just focus on seek first the kingdom. But the whole concept of that part is really don't worry. I've got you. I know what you need. Don't even worry about tomorrow. I'll be there too. I'm here with you today. I'll be here with you tomorrow and the next day. Just seek me. Just just seek me to find me and I'll take care of the rest. And so I know. Thanks. All right, so seek not from a place of worry, anxiety, fear, or lack, but a place of peace, joy, confidence, that when we seek, we will find. And so um, what we want to do, not do is seek from our, seek him, seek Jesus for his hand. Like, what can you give me? How many of you here like honeydew? Okay, honeydew this, honeydew that. <laughs> I know, I gotcha. All right, so if we come to so if we come to Jesus in a place of giving him our honeydew list every time, we don't want to be like that. We want to be from a place of seeking to find him and and knowing him, seeking his heart. And so just like you saw, and there's pictures to kind of show you. Is Joel doing the PowerPoint? Good job, Joel. You're rocking it. So you see the pictures, and just like you saw the kids live and in color, you see these kids with Easter egg hunts, and, and they're smiling and they're laughing. Their sole purpose is to seek, to find, to, to get the prize, and, and all of that good stuff. So remembering when we are seeking, seek from a place of peace, seek from a place of knowing that he will fulfill all of our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus and do it from a place of peace and excitement and joy. And just like the scripture verse says, you know, be like a child, so to speak. You know, you think about children, the innocence, the, the excitement. They don't have the baggage that comes with us adulthoodness. And I think I just made up a word. And, and so... Um, Another thing, and there's another picture. He's so good. So uh, another thing, you think about hide and seek. And I think sometimes in a fun, exciting way, Jesus, God does that with us. 
You know, he wants us to pursue him like he pursued us. And it's this back and forth. And so I love that picture. I don't know who the kid is, but I'm like, I pulled him off of the internet. And so I do the same thing with Maxwell. We play hide and seek. And he hasn't gotten some of the concepts yet, but that's okay. I think it fits very well into what I'm trying to illustrate. And he goes, runs, and hides, and I'm counting. And I'm like, ready or not, here I come. And I'm like, Maxwell, where are you? Here I am. (laughs) I'm like, he doesn't get it, but hey. Maxwell, where are you? Here I am. And then you find him. Other times, he runs and hides. Maxwell, where are you? Maxwell, where are you? (laughs) And so in this uh, seeking to find, you know, seeking Christ, there are times, like I said, where there is that pursuit. But But it's from a place where he wants you to find him as well. And he will lead you. And as you're like, Jesus, where are you? Here I am. Oh, okay, it's over here. Jesus, where are you? Here I am. Okay, it's over here. And so it's this... It's this fun game, so to speak, uh, that is played in the pursuit, in, a re- in the relationship that we have with Jesus. And really, our seeking has got to be daily. And so uh, the scripture verse that says, give us this day our daily bread. And even as the Israelites went through the wilderness, he, God rained manna. Talk about not having to cook. You walk outside, you grab your food for the day, less than one, five ingredients. All right. So Laura and I, we have this thing. If it's more than five ingredients, oh, my gosh, too many ingredients to cook with. All right. So you walk out the door. The man is there. You grab it, and then you go in. And so, and so give us this day our daily bread. So seeking uh, daily. And I, I love this quote. The public touch has got to turn into a private kiss or it will all fade away. We experience so much the presence of God uh, when we come together. And I think it's very key for us to be together corporately, to worship, to be in this environment, to, to learn and to grow. But if this is all we're getting, it's not our daily bread. You know, this kind of helps us empower us. There's camaraderie in the local body. There's that unity. There's, there's community. There's safety because of the, the covering and protection. But we cannot solely rely on the corporate to sustain us. How many of you fasted before? And you get to like day four or five and you're like, even a piece of lettuce tastes good right now, you know, and so, and so we want to be at a place where we're continually daily seeking to find because we get that, that manna, that source every day, and the public touches to draw us to that private kiss, so seek him daily, and so what I do sometimes uh, when I have my quiet time, and this is just a, a suggestion for you, is I say, okay, Holy Spirit, where are we going to find Jesus today? You know, just kind of like the hide and seek. You know, is Jesus going to be in my praise today? Is he going to be in my worship? Is he going to be in the reading of the word? Is he going to be in the studying of the word? 
preparing this message, I think there was one time where I'm like typing. I'm like, <laughs> like I'm getting revelation. I'm like bawling and crying, and you know. Uh, and so, is he in inter- the intercession? Is he, you know, where are we going to find Jesus today? You know, and and have fun with it. It's from the place of peace, joy, excitement, not of you know, being tense. When we're tense, we're in fear, and and fear, that's another message, right? So allow the Holy Spirit, and really, it's the Holy Spirit's job to help lead and guide and direct us. And so help him, ask him to help you find, you know, and there are times where uh, I, I may read the Bible the whole time, or there may be times where I just uh, to sit and, and listen. Other times I, I listen to worship music, uh, and sometimes I do wild and crazy things. Like this morning, I was here at the church early, and I had praise. I said, okay, God, what, what are we going to do today in our quiet time? And he said, praise, and I was like dancing wildly up here. I'm not going to, I'm not going to re- we show you what was done, demonstrate. No demonstration on that one. But the whole point is really to get us to a place where it's not, and also it's not routine. Routine lulls the brain to sleep. We wake up in the morning, we yawn, we go downstairs, we put on the Keurig, you know, to our favorite coffee brewing, and we pull out, you know, and that's fine. But I want to challenge you uh, to, to, be a little, you know, okay, what, what, what's different? What should we do differently today? Uh, and there may be times where you don't, you don't experience him. You don't feel the weighted presence of him. But that does not mean that he is, well, the Bible says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, okay? But there are times where you don't feel his weighted presence. However, it doesn't mean that he's not right there with you. And Romans 14, 17, I don't think it's up there. There's righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Galatians 5, 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and you know it. So basically, if you're experiencing peace, if you're experiencing joy, you may not feel the goosebumps and the hair raising on your, on your arms and the bawling, and sometimes it, hit me, it hits me at the worst moment. You know the car? The car is an amazing place, right, Renika? I, I, yeah, the car is an amazing place, and my old car actually, you know, I, I was like praising too much. The, the, the chair was like rocking. It turned into like a little rocking chair there for a little bit. But anyway, if you experience peace, joy, that is just as much the presence of God as if you, you know, were, were feeling it. So don't base where you're at on feeling I've lost that love and feeling. There you go, Pap. That was. <laughs> oh, God, that just came. I, I knew. I know what you experienced now. It's like it comes out of me. <laughs> All right. So you may have gotten your own takeaways, but here are a few takeaways that um, I want to give to you. And if you just have one nugget or one takeaway, hey, that's perfect. God loved you first that he gave his son to seek, to find, to seek with the intention of finding, and to save not just from damnation to eternal life, but also from suffering, from disease, make well, heal, restore to health. He did that for you. The second takeaway 
Jesus first pursued you. Third, seek with the intent of finding him. Fourth, seek him daily from a place of peace, joy, excitement, anticipation, and you will find him. And don't beat yourself up if you miss a day here or miss a day there. I mean, it's not about condemnation here. Let's go back to John 3, 17. It's not about condemnation. It's that desire to pursue, to seek, to find him. Uh, and he is the source of life. To, to find him, to know him, love him, obey him, he is the prize. He is the prize at the end of the seeking and finding. And so I want to leave, and then you may have your own takeaway from all of this, but I want to leave you with this. And I can't disappoint Renika. I have an illustration. I have two, actually. All right, so... Renika, can I use you as a... <laughs> All right, so... That's right, the territory of the front row. So the enemy, and just to wrap this all up, the enemy comes, he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But seeking to find him, there's so many avenues that come out of finding Jesus. But one of them is when we dwell in him. This is what happens. So when we dwell in him, I hope you're not touching Oh, I'm good. Okay. So when, when we hide in him, we seek him, we find him, we hide in him. The enemy tries to look for us. He can't find us. But also when he tries to throw fiery darts at us, see a fiery dart, can't you tell? You know, it's not hurting her. Okay. Oh, she said, what did you say? Is that all you got? Ooh, fighting words now. You know, you throw it at her. You know, it's not affecting her because she is in him. Thank you. Yay, give it up for the amazing helper. So I wanted you to see that as a visual demonstration because it's so important that in the seeking and the finding, it's the protection of it. And so to end it all is Psalms 91 from the Amplified. He who dwells, dwell is like packing your bags, going in, setting up shop like you live there, okay? He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will remain secure and rest in the shadow of the Almighty whose power no enemy can withstand. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust with great confidence and on whom I rely. For he will, not, he will save you from the trap of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you and completely protect you with his feathers. And under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a wall. You will not be afraid of the terror of night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor of the destruction, sudden death, 
that lays waste at noon. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but danger will not come near you. You will only be a spectator as you look on with your eyes and witness the divine repayment of the wicked as you watch safely from the shelter of the Most High. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent. For he will command his angels in regard to you to protect and defend and guard you in all your ways of obedience and service. They will lift you up in their hands so that you do not even strike your foot against a stone." You will tread upon the lion and cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You will trample underfoot because he set his love on me. Therefore, I will save him. I will set him securely on high because he knows my name. He confidently trusts and relies on me, knowing I will never abandon him. No, never. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and I will let him see my salvation. Amen. Amen. Let's stand. God, we just thank you. I'll ask the the ministry team to come up. God, I just thank you, Father God, for you first loving us. God, before we even knew what was going on, God, you loved us. You gave, you sent your son to die on the cross for us. God, so that we could be with you in relationship with you, Father God, so we can experience your love. God, that is greater than any love, God, that is out there. God, a pure pure love. And Father God, I just thank you that in this place of seeking, God, we know and we are confident, God, that we will find you in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. All right, so what we're going to do is the healing team, if you have any any words uh, of knowledge, just let me know. And then also, if any of you want prayer, you're more than welcome to come up. And uh, so here um, a sore on the top of the mouth, uh, also a pain, uh, lower back kind of radiating to their right side. Any knee or joint pain? All right, so we know what the Word of God says. He came to save us. All right, so if you want to come up, you can. If not, you're dismissed. Have a great weekend. Love you guys.